The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready? Go! Brace yourself. All right, everybody, listen up. You wanted a better outdoor radio show, and we heard you. Yeah! An outdoor radio show for all people. Sweet! A show that all others will be judged. We are at the point of no return. You demanded it, and we created it. You basically yell everything you say. Oh, yeah! Let the revolution begin. Let's crank it up! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Battleground Basics. Here we come, 1985. Smooth move, X-Wax. <laughs> you like the 80s music? I like the 60s. <laughs> yeah, but in the 80s, you did have a perm. Yeah, I did. You did. You permed your hair and you dyed it. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you were into fringe. I like fringe. You're still into fringe. I still like fringe. Yeah, what other cringeworthy things did you do? But my body, my body is telling me yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyways, this is 80s gold. All right, so we're talking Battleground Basics. Battleground Basics. All right, we're going to get ready for all sorts of stuff. Here in just a second, we're going to be joined by the Colonel, not Sanders. Jimbo got excited there. Oh, I thought Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, we're going to be joined by uh, Jeremy Stafford of uh, The Best Defense. Yeah, and then we got Matt Bennett. Final draw on. Obviously, he's going to be talking about hunting. And then uh, Jeremy Stafford, he's going to be talking about, like, your final stand, maybe. <laughs> and uh, we're going to wrap things up with Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy, what a great guy he is. He said something about... Um, Earlier when he talked to us, he wants to talk about spam or baloney. <laughs> you ain't going to believe this, man. I don't remember. We'll get to Cat Daddy. He's doing something with baloney. That's a lot of baloney. Baloney, catfish, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so let's get to, hey, Jeremy Stafford. It's Battleground Basics this week on The Revolution. Let's get started, huh? Now let's kick off a two-part interview with Jeremy Stafford, co-host of The Best Defense, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Jeremy Stafford was kung fu fighting. (laughs) His hands are fast as lightning jibble. All right, so right now we got Jeremy Stafford. This man has an innie. He doesn't have an Audi belly button. He's a (laughs) god. Underneath his shirt, he wears a cape. He's also the co-host of what? The best defense, Jimbo. He's That's gonna, it. He's going to beat you now. <laughs> he's going to beat you down. you like a stepchild. All right. All new 12 season currently airing Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Jeremy, how's it going? <laughs> it's going real well. Thank you for that uh, for that amazing introduction. I'm looking for my cape. I must have left it in the dry cleaners. Well, I'm going to tell you what, dude. Looking at your backgrounds, you know, you have some guys that think they're tough and cool. You are like the epitome of bad. Okay, 24 years, over 24 years in the LAPD, dude. What do you spend 13 and a half years in the Marine Corps and the Marine Corps Reserve? I mean, you have a lot of experience, man. Yeah, I was uh, I was really blessed. Uh, actually, just retired with a little over 25 on from the LAPD. And, and I had my time in the Marine Corps and I was blessed, man. I, I was in the right place at the right time several times in my life. And and. 
the mentors I had in both of those organizations and and the training has been wonderful and and I and I'm really blessed. Yeah, well, it really seems uh, interesting about the best defense because you know in football they say the best offense is a good defense. Is that true? Well, I haven't played football in a long time, but I can <laughs> tell you that a lot of times uh, when it comes to personal defense, if you are defense minded and you take these things seriously, then you can avoid offense altogether. Uh, likewise, if you're properly trained, you can turn that offense on in a, in a heartbeat and get yourself out of some sticky situations. So they're definitely interrelated, and uh, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, we live in a crazy time, and there are terrible things happening all over the place, Mr. Jeremy. One thing I want to really pick your brain about, and it's kind of interesting, and it, I, my wife posed the question to me, when you're in a tense situation, let's say you're in a gas station, okay, and some guy comes in, he has a firearm, if you can run, get out the store without him harming you, if you can hide without him finding you, should you, like, take him by surprise and attack if you have the skills? I mean, when do you know in a situation how you should react? I mean, I mean, that's a big question. You only have a split second to decide. But I think, I mean, th those are all things that run through your head. What is the best option here? What would you say? You know, it depends, and, and it, that, that's not a cop-out. I'll, I'll explain. So first and foremost, it, de it depends on what your responsibilities are because if you're at a liquor store or gas station or something and, and it's getting robbed, do you have a duty to take this person into, in, into custody or to, to deal with this issue, or do you have a responsibility to your family to get yourself to safety? Mm. Um, and that's a question that, that, that everybody needs to ask themselves, you know, I'll tell you what I would do, um, and and I would absolutely engage. I was sworn law enforcement for a long for a long time. I'm still reserve law enforcement, so my mindset is that I'm going to put myself out there to attempt to mitigate this situation or save this other person, regardless of whether or not it puts me in danger personally. But my situation is different than a lot of people. You know, if it, if it was my wife and, you know, she was about armed and, and, and she was in that situation, then I would, by all means, I would say flee if you can flee. Get out of there safely. Call the police. Give a good description. Be a good witness. But it's going to be a little bit different for everybody based on their training and their experience. You know, the, the, the Internet is full of really interesting videos about how people react in situations like this. And I just saw one the other day where it was a checkout line in a grocery store and the guy pulls out a big knife mm. and two people behind him, the gentleman just pulls out a gun really calmly. Guy drops the knife and he, you know, and he runs. And, and that's a successful thing. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got robbed. Bad guy ran away. Everybody got a good description. I'm pretty sure that guy was taken into custody. You know, but you also got to remember, if if you're an armed citizen, it's not your duty to take this person into custody. It's your duty to protect yourself and to protect people around you. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, uh, I had a friend of mine come over to the house and he said, man, I was just taught by this Korean guy that I could take a gun away from anybody. And so he said, give one of your handguns. And so I did, of course, made sure it was empty. He says, now, I want you to point it right at me. I'm going to show you how. I can take that gun from you. And I said, okay. And so he said, you ready? I said, yeah. So I pulled it up 
And he started to make a move. I said, bang. And we did that like five or six times. And he realized that I'm not going to let him take that gum from me. Do you find that, right. that that to be a case that uh, people get overconfident in their abilities? Yeah. So when it comes to martial arts and when it comes to defending, uh, you know, empty-handed defenses against against a weapon, those can only be looked at as absolute last worst-case scenarios. Um, I've seen some very good ones, and I know some very skilled practitioners that can make that work. But there's so many variables when you get right down to it that if there's any any other way of getting out, running away, arming yourself so that you can take care of the threat, um, deflecting and drawing your own weapon, things of that nature, rather, uh, because I've seen a lot of empty-handed defenses fail when they're put to the stress test. So I'm a practitioner of several different forms, several different arts, uh, I have a black belt in Krav, mm-hmm. and the reason I liked that system initially was the weapon defenses, uh, because it's stuff you don't see all the all the time, you know. Um, so when I got involved in that, I, I got heavily involved in the weapons defenses. And like you said, a lot of people tend to get overconfident because we were doing a, an active shooter drill, and I actually had a student tell me, well, I don't need to go get a CCW because I know... I know this art, and I can always just, you know, get in close and get them with elbows. And I, I looked at her and I said, "You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. You can't generate enough force. You're you're 120 pounds. You can't generate enough force with your elbow to knock this person out. Yeah. Unless you hit him just right, you're not gonna do anything except f- them off and get yourself shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so there are a lot of people that really do have skewed ideas of how effective they're going to be when push comes to shove. I mean, you know, come on, the UFC laid that stuff bare 20 years ago when you had all these people going into the octagon and uh, everybody was ended up getting choked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Empty-handed skill is important. Studying a martial art is important. But those things are important, not necessarily because of the techniques that they teach you, but because of the mindset that it gives you and because of the fact that you're used to working in a live environment. You, you know, if you, if you just take a, like a Tai Chi class, you're not, I don't want to slam people that are taking Tai Chi. My grandma used to take Tai Chi. <laughs> great, but, but hey, man, you know, bottom line is if you're not taking a martial art where you're going pretty hard against somebody and they're going pretty hard against you, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. And, and likewise, people that don't, that don't cross train, um, you know, I, lo- I know a lot of really talented jits guys and anytime they dabble in, in throwing hands, they get made to look foolish. Likewise, I know guys that, that are real confident in their, in their stand up game and they go to the ground, they get made to look dumb. It's, there's no one answer. You, If you really want to be a master of your personal defense, you have to train relentlessly and not worry about being a master of uh, any one particular art, but being competent in multiple arts. You know, empty-handed. You should know how to punch. You should know how to kick. You should know how to defend. You should know, if you go to the ground, you should know how to get back up. You know, just real fundamental things that you would think that everybody could agree upon, but... 
everybody's trying to sell you something, so nobody agrees on anything. You bet. Hey, Jeremy, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? That works. All right, so we're hanging out with Jeremy Stafford, the co-host of The Best Defense. That is Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Jeremy, the all-new 12th season of The Best Defense, some of your uh, personal tactics, self-defense stuff, anything you have going on, man. Where can we find you online? There's my Instagram, at J.E. Stafford, uh, Best Defense Facebook page, so I would definitely take a look at that. Hey, folks, stick around, because part two with Jeremy Stafford is coming up next. Nobody talks outdoors like Jim and Trav. It's a scientific fact. Connect with the boys on social media and our online home, JimandTrav.com. Stay put. The revolution will continue next. What does it take to join the brotherhood? I just don't know why more people don't do this. It's so easy. I mean, you see it all the time on TV. I mean, yeah, that pretty much explains it. For the bone collector crew, it's always an adventure. That's the biggest deer I've ever shot in my life. What a monster. That feels so good. Is that a deer? There's only one Michael Waddell. Ah, no, that's awesome. Long live the brotherhood. Bone Collector, Sundays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Battleground Basics is on today's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's get back to Jeremy Stafford, co-host of The Best Defense, Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. When I go driving, I stay in my lane. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Little offspring. <laughs> All right, so Battleground Basics on today's show, we are being joined. This is the second part with Jeremy Stafford. We salute you, buddy. Co-host of The Best Defense, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, where? On Under Channel. Hey, Jeremy, you know, along with what Travis just said, when I drive, I always drive defensively. I try to be aware of what's around me. It's the same thing when you, like when you go to Walmart. Oh, yeah. You know. You don't you, drive in Walmart, I, though. <laughs> I, I did one time. You did one time. It didn't go well. Anyhow, thank you, Trav, for messing me up. No, uh, you know, when when you go into Walmart or any store, uh, there could be some looney tune in there. And, uh, you know, ju- now you just really never know. And I've always often thought that if I was confronted with a situation, say the guy's trying to rob the service counter there at uh, Walmart, uh, just step back. You know, money is not that important. Well, that answer is multifaceted. It goes back to what we were talking about before. Um, what's your training? What's your experience? You know, I, if it's me, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, and this is just me based on my training and experience, I'm not giving them anything. <laughs> you're going to have to kill me. If you want my wallet, you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> you know, Colonel Jeff Cooper said it best, and, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have his I don't have the, his book in front of me right now, but he said it best. And, and the, what he said was along the lines of, you know, if everybody fought to the death every time they got robbed, there'd be a lot less people out there robbing people because yeah. they they'd know they were going to have a fight on their hands. Yeah, uh, and that's a paraphrase, but and I believe that. But you know, am I going to tell everybody to do that? No, it, it's a matter of training and experience and what your perception is. Is getting killed over a couple of bucks worthwhile? Absolutely not. 
But based on my training and experience and based on the fact that I'm a, even though I'm retired, I'm still a reserve and I'm sworn, I'm not going to get raw. I'm, I will fight you to the death over this thing. <laughs> and after I'm done beating you into the dirt, I'm going to make sure that, I'm going to make sure that you're taken into custody, you know? Um, but everybody's different. And, and I try to let, I try to tell people, you know, you, if you have the means and the capability and you understand the dynamics, then by all means fight back. If, if you are unproven and you don't know in your heart of hearts that you're going to be capable of taking the fight to this person, then no, don't risk, you know, your well-being or your family's well-being over a couple of bucks. You bet. You know, I, there's, there's ways to mitigate violence against you. You know, the, the first one, it, I think John Farnham said it, you know, avoid stupid people, stupid places and, you know, stupid things. Mm-hmm. And you'll, uh, in, in nine times out of 10, you'll be fine. And, you know, just to, just to kind of revisit something real quick, you were talking about when you walk into a Walmart. Well, what a lot of people can do to mitigate things like this is you walk into a Walmart, the first thing you should be looking at is where are my other exits? Yeah. If you're armed, you should be looking at what's my longest shot going to be here? You know, a lot of people don't realize you go to a big box store, you know, Home Depot, Walmart, Lowe's, whatever. Um, all of a sudden, that typical, quote unquote, engagement distance of seven yards, three yards, whatever, that goes out the window. You can have shots in a Walmart of out to like 200 yards. Mm. I mean, come on. That's, that's pushing it on a handgun for anybody. So you got to know where your, where your skill level's at. You got to know where the exits are at. You, you got to know these things and you have to have role played this in your head. What am I going to do if not a lot of people do that? And, and it's, it's a skill that everybody should be, should be honing. Everybody that's of a, of a defense, personal defense minded should be honing this visualization skill of what would I do if when you walk into a location, what would I do if it should always be going through your, I don't go into a Starbucks without thinking, what would I do? Well, I try not to go into a Starbucks anyway. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't do, I don't go into those places without thinking, what would I do if I saw this, mm-hmm. you know, saw them getting robbed? What would I do if it went down and I was standing over there? What would these things, you know, I don't look at it as living like a parent. Somebody told me once, well, God, you like paranoid. You're walking around paranoid. I'm not walking around paranoid. I, I feel very good about my, my odds and chances simply because I pay attention and I'm aware. I think about these things. You know, if, if you do that, you're going to be ahead of the curve and you're going to be putting yourself in a position to be successful where other people, even if they have better skill sets, are going to be less likely to succeed simply because they haven't thought about it like you did. So it's, it's something that doesn't take a lot of time but can pay huge dividends when it comes to personal safety. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Jeremy Safford. He is the host of The Best Defense. It is Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device. Download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Again, though, all new airing of the 12th season, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's the best defense. Yeah, for um, show highlights, upcoming episodes, all sorts of good stuff, man. Where can we find you online? Um, Well, there's my Instagram at J. 
Mikey Stafford, and uh, I believe we're going to be doing some pretty robust stuff on the uh, uh, Best Defense Facebook page, so I would definitely take a look at that. You bet. Hey, expect the unexpected. Matt Bennett is coming up next for Final Draw. That's Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Mr. Jeremy, God bless you. We love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, Jets. Have a great day. If you ever find yourself in a life or death situation, just stop and think. Hmm, what would Jim and Trav do? And when that doesn't work, log on to JimandTrav.com and search for expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals. Don't move. The revolution will return after these brief words from our sponsors. For Lee and Tiffany Lukowski, the passion is real. From chasing homegrown bucks on their whitetail paradise in Iowa. That is one of the coolest bucks I've ever seen. To stalking trophy game across America. Yes. Look at the neck and the body. An absolute monster. They're making unforgettable memories along the way. Congratulations, Dad. <laughs> Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sundays at 8 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Battleground Basics. Now kicking off another two-parter with Matt Bennett, producer of Final Draw, Sundays 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking Battleground Basics on this week's show. Before the break, Jeremy Stafford, and he is the co-host of The Best Defense. What a great guy he was. Yeah, we went from dealing with Hezbollah. Now we're dealing <laughs> with uh, turkeys. That's Matt Bennett. He is the producer. Final draw, Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And this is no joke. He is actually turkey hunting right now. He's Mr- standing in a row. <laughs> Mr. Matt, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. You're, you're actually uh, in South Carolina, right? now in the northwest corner hunting turkey and uh did they gobble this morning um at the beginning no but we were uh just running and gunning and we found some turkeys that were gobbling so uh we've been working on them and then uh i had to tell the guys to to go ahead and and chase after them and and i'm gonna talk to you guys for a minute so i'm just walking (laughs) down the road the opposite way he's like guys i got a call i got a kiki run (laughs) (laughs) yeah Hey, that's a good dad joke. I like it. <laughs> dad jokes, that's my forte right there. Uh, yeah. So you got to tell us, man, you know, spring turkey season, obviously it's like a rebirth, man. The woods are waking up. Things are turning green. The turkeys, man, they're they're looking for some stuff right now. They're green with envy. Tell us, man, when those birds, man, they're hunkered down, they're not wanting to respond, they're not coming in well, what are your go-to tactics right now? Um. Well, we found the first turkey we found this morning had a bunch of hens with him, and I had just got behind the decoy and crawled up to him, but he did he did not want to fight, so he took his girls the other way. So uh, we kept running and gunning, and um, we found some turkeys that wanted to work, so they were gobbling hard every call we were calling. So they're they're heading our way, but um, I don't know how the outcome is right now. So if we if we hear a gunshot, I'll be fist pumping. <laughs> Well, you, you know, I know that, uh, you know, this time of the year, you know, if you if you find them roosting, you know, you got a greater chance of, of getting them to come into a decoy or something. But if you're going to have to slip around and cut them off somewhere, that makes a whole lot of traveling, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. And the uh, part of South Carolina we're at is, is very hilly and I would say mountainous. So, uh, yeah, when we make a move on these turkeys, we just, like, get on the backside of a hill and go around the hill so that they can't see us. But um, so far it's been working good. I think I think we're going to kill one today. So it's, it's been exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, the, uh, the eastern bird, and that's the bird that you're hunting right now, it's one of the yeah. toughest birds to call in. I don't know why. They're educated by everybody else but uh, nevertheless uh, do, you, do you have to use any special type of calling or is it just uh, uh slow and go i usually just use a mouth call like a diaphragm call and, and just sweet talk them um you can't call like super loud because it's just like a woman screaming in your face you don't want to run at that but <laughs> um <laughs> but if you, if you sweet talk them they're, they're more liable to come to you now do you do <laughs> do you do much turkey hunting with bows or you primarily stick to shotguns uh yes it's 90 percent bows and 10 percent shotguns um we just we like to hunt them with bows because uh you have to get them in really close so we set the decoy up like three or four or five yards it's literally really eight and uh i mean everything's got to go right for a bird to commit to the decoy and shoot them with a bow so it's just a lot greater challenge, but uh, it just it feels good when it works out because it's so hard to do. But but then when you're just frustrated, then it's fun to take a shotgun and <laughs> run around and just shoot one in the grape. And, uh, just, <laughs> well, you know, it's just instant gratification. Yeah, you know, there, there's so much movement to your body when you're actually having to pull back on that bow. I mean, the eyesight of the turkey is is better than an antelope, I think that they can see yeah. any kind of movement. And so you really have to be stealthy when you do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, super stealthy. We um, we usually, uh, as in ground blinds, we use a bow. So uh, that, that helps out, but you still have to be super stealthy because they're literally inside your living room distance uh, when we shoot them. Well, I, I think for you guys, too, once again, uh, talking with Matt Bennett, the producer, Final Draw, such an awesome show, Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Sportsman Channel. You guys, I mean, not only are you out there and let's say you're bow hunting or you're shotgun hunting, um, but you're also filming it. I mean, you have an entire, you know, separate element that is – very intrusive, if you will. I mean, that really has to make it a uh, hundred times harder. Yeah, yeah, it's, it makes it harder. Um, it's, I film, I film Lindsay a lot. She's awesome, and um, some of the stuff that we've pulled off, uh, killing animals together with a camera, with two people, it's just crazy. But um, it's cool with um, the cameraman because you get to share that experience with whoever you're with, and then. I like it because I get to tell the story through the lens, so it's you get to show all the all the all your friends or whatever. But if uh, if you didn't have the camera there, you could just say, "Hey, man, I shot that awesome deer," and people are just like, "Oh, cool!" But if you have a video, you're like, "Oh, check this out," and you get to mm-hmm. they get to enjoy it with you. Yeah. Now, how do you go from you know, let's say the average guy he works you know nine to five in some office, or maybe two idiots that are on the radio? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to think you're out there turkey hunting today, Matt. That's your job. How does one get to that point? I mean, how did you do that, man? You need an assistant. Yeah, it's, it's literally a dream come true. I always tell my wife, like, I don't really have a job because this is this is what I love to do, and, and I get to do it every day in in some aspect or another. But um, yeah, I just loved hunting ever since I was a little kid, and found out that people were filming hunts and. Uh, this one guy I worked for, he said, if you ever want to 
do this as a career, you have to become an editor. So I went to film school and learned how to edit film. And I said I wanted to work in the outdoor industry, and I just didn't stop until I got there. Just whatever obstacle comes your way, just go over it, through it, around it until you get there. Well, you know, a, a good editor can make marginal film great. But if you get a yeah. bad if you get a bad editor, man, he could take the greatest footage and make it trash. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. me cooking. I could take a great steak and ruin it <laughs> immediately. And uh no, you know, watching you guys' show, just the, the filming and the production and everything, man, uh, it truly is spectacular. And you know what's really nice is when you're watching it, you know, you feel like you're that camera, okay? I, I mean, yeah. it is so seamless, you would never think that there's, like, people that are filming it. You just, I mean, it's really well done, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, we have a great team and uh, I would, great chemistry with uh, Lindsay and, and Carson, and everybody's got a good attitude, and we're all best friends, so it just, it's, like, effortless fun, so it's, it's easy to make. You bet. Hey, uh, we've got to take a break, Matt. Can you stick around? Yes, sir. Did you hear any gunshots yet? No, no, not yet. I'm still looking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, we're talking with Matt Bennett. He's the producer of Final Draw, Sundays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And he'll be back right after this. Yeah, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Matt, to learn more about you guys, Final Draw's upcoming episodes, uh, everything you guys have going on, where can we find you online? Um, On Instagram at Final Draw TV. Uh, or Facebook also, Final Draw TV, and also on YouTube, it's The Final Draw TV. It's where we post short videos, Instagram reels, what we're doing day-to-day, teasers to upcoming episodes, so you can find us there. All right, part two with Matt Bennett, right after this. Mrs. Bunny Spring Turkey Hunting Tips are presented by Outdoor Channel Plus at OutdoorChannelPlus.com. Hunting pressured turkey areas. Are you hunting the same piece of ground repeatedly? Limited hunting access, whether it's on public or private land, can restrict the options a hunter has for chasing gobblers. Hunting the same ground time and again can educate birds, so hunters must change their tactics. Take a variety of calls into the field, slate, box, diaphragm, and alternate them so turkeys aren't hearing the same thing all the time. Switch up your hunting hours, early morning, mid-morning, afternoon, or evening where legal. And when possible, change up your hunting location to target a space where turkeys will travel, scratch, or loaf. Visit OutdoorChannelPlus.com for tons of great turkey hunting tips. Gobble, 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 coming for that little wobble. When I see a silly snoot, oh, it puts me in the mood. For the Osceola, Rio Grande, Miriam's Ghouls, there's even an oscillated. It's a wild turkey. High tails, wild birds, untamed adventures. You can't ask for a better experience. Wild Upland is dedicated to passionate wing shooters. You're going to get spoiled up here. You're not going to see this many wild birds in other places. That's a nice bird, Jones. And their loyal canine companions. Really is all about the dog and share these experiences with him. Wild Upland. Series premiere Tuesday, April 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. 
Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking Battleground Basics. Now, once again, here's Matt Bennett, producer of Final Draw. Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Battleground Basics on this week's show. And, uh, of course... Matt Bennett is our guest today, and he is the producer of Final Draw. And now, with Final Draw, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. You're, I don't think you do a Final Draw with a shotgun or a rifle, but you're you are hunting a lot with a bow. What kind of a bow do you shoot? We shoot elite archery. Smooth, fast, quiet, awesome bows. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, now, I, one thing I've never asked anybody, and it'd be interesting to know, you know, let's say I don't care what field you're in, whether you do construction, you do plumbing, you're an IT guy, there's always one specific job you kind of dread doing, okay? Is there yep. like a hunt as a, as a, you know, film man, you know, videographer and an editor? Is there a specific hunt, whether it's deer, elk, hogs, turkeys, that you're just like, man, I, I love this animal. It is just not the most fun because it, it's either super difficult or something. Is there one you like? I really just wish we didn't have to do this one. Is there that hunt that you have to film? Um, no, no. I, I like chasing any kind of critter, and it's with a great group of people, so I love it all. If I had to pick one, I would pick uh, dove hunting because just I don't I don't have to have it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're small, hard to film. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a crazy deep storyline to go with it. It's it's fun, but it's just um, if I had to pick one, I guess it would be dove hunting. <laughs> Go funny. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that one. Now, yeah. now, uh, with uh, with bow hunting, primarily your big game, and like you're hunting turkey today, uh, yeah. and that's primarily what the show is about. Then final draw. Uh, yeah, it's mainly whitetail, but um, whitetail deer, and we hunt turkey and bear. But uh, I would say whitetail deer is the, the main course. Hmm. Yeah. Now, do you hunt? Uh, bear there in the carolinas is there bear there or where do you go yeah we have we have a giant black bear in north carolina um in the coast of north carolina they have giant black bears and uh but uh we we go up to uh nicktaw lodge in uh new brunswick canada to hunt black bears you ever on that hunt man you know anytime you hunt you know a big predator like that it, it can be precarious you know um yeah. jimbo's been on like nine million bear hunts um so far he hasn't been eaten that i know of but i mean you, you're ar- you're armed with a camera okay you know and it's like you're kind of putting your life in their hands you know they're the shooter what are you gonna do throw a digital recording at it i mean i don't know i mean is that kind of like you know like holy crap you know there's this bear coming in at us and i got a camera to protect myself you ever think that Yes, I felt like that on a couple of occasions. Uh, you just feel naked because they got a they have a weapon and you just have a a camera and a smile on your face. <laughs> That's all you can fight back with. Yeah, I don't think the expression "grin a bear" makes you know no. any comfort there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the thing is on and as Travis mentioned, I've been on numerous bear hunts. Primarily, they have been all over bait, which has got to be one of the easiest things to film. You wait for the bear to come in. It comes in, you decide whether or not you want to take it. If not, you wait till the next one comes in. 
and uh, it can be a tedious process. I know sitting in that line from 2.30 in the afternoon until way after dark, I mean, it gets to you after a while. Most of the time I sleep. What about you? Uh, no, I don't sleep, um, but I I don't know. I, st- I stay pretty wired up, so I'm, I'm always excited, and, and you never know the, the next 30 seconds could change the whole week. So I always I'm on alert, and and uh, you get to talk with you. Like when I talk with Lindsay or Carson, you get to talk and like cut up a little bit, but uh, it makes the time go by. Yeah, I would think in your job, really, you would have to have a good relationship with the people you're working with. Or, I mean, that could be tough because it's not like you have other things to pass the time. You have each other. You know what I'm saying? So if you didn't get along and your passions really didn't align, that could make for super tough working, you know, conditions. Yeah, it would make it troublesome, but they're great. So we just, we just laugh and have a good time together. Yeah. Now, when you guys go um, out on a hunt, man, it, it's not like, let's say, Jimbo and I are going to go on a DIY elk hunt, okay? You're going to plan this out. You're going to map your routes, where you're going to stay, where you're going to hunt kind of day to day. You have to do that for to film a hunt, but then there's so much more that has to go into it as well, isn't there? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's a, behind the scenes, it's a... It's a goat roping show. Um, something always happens. Somebody leaves a bag at home, or oh man, I gotta grab that lens, or something happens in the tree stand where you have to make a move on the fly and, and get the job done. But um, yeah, there's there's always stuff behind the scenes that it never goes perfect, but it it makes for funny stories later on. Yeah. Well, you know, we've we've had a lot of folks on the show that you know do the very same things you do and and uh, your hosts and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, you have to get the shot. And I know that sometimes it's almost next to impossible. Greg Ritz gave up and actually did not take a shot on a big buck because the camera couldn't make the, you know, the turn around the tree, if you will, in order to get it. What do you do then? Just wait till the next time? Yeah, yeah, I would say communication is key in the trees. Yeah, so I'm filming, and like, if there's a buck coming in, and say Lindsay's about to shoot, we we always have to communicate. Like, are you on a yes? I I'll say I'm I'll say yes or no. If I say yes, you go ahead and shoot. I'll say no, don't shoot. So uh, the ball's kind of in my court, but um, it never happens like peachy clean. It's always like oh uh, oh oh yes yes okay oh perfect great it's awesome but gosh that was stressful. Yeah. Now what is yeah. would you say is the most I uh, you know filming final draw. What was, in your opinion, the best moment you ever filmed in the show? Two years ago, Lindsay and I, I was filming Lindsay. We hunted in Kentucky. It was a great week with the B3 Outfitters. We've been chasing this buck the whole week. The big five-and-a-half-year-old stud, 160-inch non-typical buck. And, wow. Um, it was the last day we had to get it done. And last afternoon, we saw this deer come out like 400 yards away. We didn't think it was going to happen, and he came all the way to us, walked by in bow range for Lindsay uh, in a bad wind. Like, we shouldn't have killed this deer, and he, it was the grace of God, and, and Lindsay made a great shot and killed him. And I got it on film. She made a great shot, and it made for a great show, and it's just like so much uh, uh, sigh of relief and so pumped up for Lindsay. Just 
uh, being a killer and just getting just being Miss Miss Clutch, <laughs> getting the job done in a, a crazy situation. That's right. All right, now this all new season of Final Draw, man. What can we look forward to? What can we expect, buddy? We just have a lot of fun, um, down to earth, real world type of TV show. It's not perfect and glamorous. You don't get seven takes. It's like the deer walks in one time, so you gotta get it on the first take. But uh, we just love hunting. Love hanging out at camp. We love the relationships we make. So you're just going to see a lot of laughs and good hunting and all-American dream, man. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, if you're looking for white-tailed deer, bear, or muskox, they got it. Final draw. That's right. All right. Make sure you watch Final Draw. That is they Sundays. They have muskox in North Carolina. They do. They have a ton of them. <laughs> it, it, they're indigenous <laughs> to the area. That's uh, Sundays, yeah. 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine, your muskox, at uh, himtnjerky.com. Again, Mr. Matt, to learn more about you guys, Final Draw, your partners, upcoming episodes, uh, the equipment you use where can we find you online uh final draw tv on instagram or facebook and the final draw tv on youtube you bet hey after the break cat daddy the kansas cat man he shoots all of his catfish with uh crossbows M- actually crossbow. <laughs> that's right all right mr matt god bless you dude thank you so much for coming on thank you guys it's getting hot out here so let's take out all our tackle it's the revolution with Thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the bean hole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We are talking all things wild on this week's show. And, of course, before the break, we had Matt Bennett on. And uh, now, the Kansas Cat Man. Cat Daddy is the man. Cat Daddy's always fishing. Uh, Cat Daddy, what are the catfish saying to you? Well, I tell you what, man. They got beat up the other day. We had a hailstorm, boy. Oh. I mean, it was raining, raining marbles. Really? No kidding. Oh, terrible, terrible. You know, I've always wondered, you know, I wonder how the fishing would be. Right after, or maybe during a hailstorm. Well, I'm not smart enough to go out into a hailstorm, you know, sit there and get beat up. But, you know, right after it happened, you know, I've always thought, well, I wonder what the fishing would be like. So I give it a whirl. Me and my boy got in a little boat we borrowed, and we went out to a little a little part out there on Perry Lake. We fishing along the the deep banks, and I tell you, man, all that hail come down and just beat them trees and beat that ground. And it disturbed everything. Yeah. I know, and I know you hate to hear this, but when I'm out fly fishing for trout and it starts to rain and rain pretty hard, that rain knocks a lot of insects on the water. And, of course, then the fish feed like crazy. Well, you know, I've always thought that, and uh, I'll just put it this way. It was really good thinking. I'll tell you what, man, because we cleaned them fish, and they were full of, believe it or not, leaves, little lava worms. Mm. Really? Crazy stuff I ain't never seen inside of a fish like that. But right after a hailstorm, what do you know, man? That's what you need to start doing is following around those storm chasers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get one of those yeah. cars. Yeah, let them go through the dangerous stuff, and then you just go fishing. That's what you need to do. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah. Those boys are about a sandwich side of a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the cool part is, I mean, we're getting, I mean, not that the storms are cool. 
Um, but we're getting to that time of year where you're going to be having that, you know, significant weather events popping up all the time. Uh, and as a fisherman, you can take advantage of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's just like when you get high water and the lakes start to raise, for instance, Perry or, uh, Melbourne, Pomona, John Redmond. Man, them fish's bellies are packed full of worms. Just big old nightcrawler, uh, green worms, uh, nightcrawler worms, uh, sod worms, garden worms. It don't matter. If you're a worm, you're going to get eight. Well, now the thing is, is that what you were using, uh, when you were catching them on that, uh, bank? We was using bologna. You were using bologna? What? what? Bologna, Next thing is going to be yeah, corn. Believe it or not, yeah, I know, I know what it sounds like. But boy, I'm telling you, I cut up of some fresh cut bologna. Oh. Square pieces of bologna. I tell you, that fish eat anything after a hailstorm. Yeah, especially bologna. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They don't get it often. I'm surprised you didn't hook Jimbo here. That's it. I'd be after it. Yeah. Bologna, really? It wasn't smoked? I like. I, I would tell you, Trav, uh, what? Hell, that sounds like a bunch of bologna. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, man. It's the truth. Really? I wasn't going to divulge that information, but I said, oh, what the heck? You got to. Did Another you secret from Cat Put a little French's spicy beer mustard on it. <laughs> I mean. Dress it up Dijon, just a bit. man. Dijon. 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 I mean, now, how how did you come up with the idea of the bologna, though? Ran out of bait while he was eating. You ain't going to believe it, man. I had a couple bologna sandwiches in the truck, right? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> well, I had a half a stick of bologna left in there, and I said, oh, what the hell? So I cut up some squares, you know, ran it on the hook, throw it out there. I could not believe it, man. I'm telling you, you never know. You never know about fish. Wow. They have discerning tastes. That's what I was going to say. Man, those fish were eating good that day. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, you know, I had that in there, and I thought, well, I had a brain fart, and I said, oh, what the heck, I'll give it a whirl. Now, the sad thing is, price per bait, bologna's probably cheaper than shad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, we had shad there, too, you know, fresh cut shad, but the, the bologna... Ruled, man. Next thing you know, he'll be thrown out Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kentucky hey, Fried Chicken. Using roast beef, raw roast beef on trout lines. Holy cow. You got to yeah, love fishing. You, uh, well, you have some good bait where you're at, Trev. Yeah, put out some beef, you know, put out a T-bone. That's what you got <laughs> Yeah, you catch me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now right. you see one pop up and say, I like a porterhouse, if you please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we want to get out with you and experience... Uh, bologna fishing. Bologna fishing, right? <laughs> and really put them in the boat. Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Well, as soon as you get back from the store, get that bologna, you just get a hold of me at www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Hey, those are words to live by. And if you'd like to send old Cat Daddy your favorite bologna recipe, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. We love you, man. Ain't you ever heard of a bologna sandwich, a fried bologna sandwich, man? Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability. 
comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week talking about the best defense. No, we're talking about Battleground Basics. (laughs) Uh, But yes, we had Jeremy Stafford on. Yeah, he was the best defense guy. The best defense. We also had Matt Bennett on with Final Draw. Yeah, and then Cat Daddy. And he had a final thing to say about baloney. Yes. Interesting. Get out there. All right. So get outdoors this week and write Jimbo. That's right. And uh, remember, next week, we got Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. Lee and Tiffany Lukoski, Jeff Lindsay. It is going to be a fabuloso show. It's stellar. Yeah. Hammer home firearm safety. It is imperative, boys and girls. All right. We'll return next week. God bless you and the United States of America. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.